Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I'm joined by. Hello, I am Isabel, and this is Agnes. So without further ado, the girl Taku today will be about guilty pleasure anime characters. So I'm sure we all have experienced this before. There is an anime character that you know you shouldn't like because either they are morally questionable or just morally reprehensible or they're all these other stuff that does not make them a good person or makes them usually annoying or of some shape or form a negative connotation. And yet, for some reason, you just cannot help liking them and you like them a lot. And so that is what I like to dub our guilty pleasure characters. And today we are going to explore all of our separate guilty pleasure characters. We are going to like open the closet to our sins. And so, um, oh God, (laughs) (laughs) I think all of us are ready for this, but none other than Agnes who has agonized over this. No. Since she agonized it the most, the last time we had, uh, when I had revealed that that was going to be our next section topic, she is obviously going to lead us today. So, Agnes, who are these guilty pleasure characters that you have? Oh my god, this is absolutely cursed. Um, For the record... I thought about choosing female characters as well, mm-hmm. but then I realized all the female characters that I have a guilty pleasure for and or simp in this case are all females I've already mentioned in the videos. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so like Balsa, Lisa Lisa, Olivia Armstrong. Yeah, I, I definitely simp for those characters. So for today's podcast, I will be not talking about those characters. Okay. Um, I, and there's instead, nothing to be guilty pleasure on... about them anyway. They're just badasses. Like, <laughs> Well, they're badasses, but they're also really sexy. And I can't help but look at them being like, damn, oh, she can step oh. on me. Ooh, <laughs> <spicy>. <laughs> I, for the record, would say they will step on me. And that is okay. <laughs> Um, so for this podcast, I will be talking about uh, the male characters instead, uh, since I don't think we've had an actual podcast talking about favorite male characters, per se. Mm-hmm. So this is a guilty pleasure uh, podcast. I'll be going on the far, far ends. And the first one I'm going to talk about is probably going to explain my dubious liking for Golden Kamui is Ogata Hyakumasu. Oh my gosh! I got this right on the money. I wrote it down in my notes. I'm like, I bet Agnes is going to say Ogata, and I was right, so good job, me. (laughs) I mean, I recently tweeted about Ogata because I got his Nendoroid in literally a couple days ago, and I just built it and posted it on Twitter. (laughs) So that shouldn't come as a surprise. (laughs) Okay, so Ogata, he's a psychopath, a sociopath, a some kind of path um yeah (laughs) he has a lot of issues as we have really discovered in season three i feel like it wasn't as or he was or he was pretty good at hiding it in the first two seasons where you just where he was just like a cold sniper so he was really cool but the third season was the one where it reveals like hey this guy's got some issues (laughs) sort of going on he's he's 
to put it lightly, he's really effed up in the head. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so what? Why? Why? He's a, he's a murderer. Why? <laughs> I like that, I, it, have you seen that one meme where it's that uh, that white guy? He goes, "Why? Why? Why? Why?" <laughs> I feel like that's your reaction. You know, at the beginning, I thought it was because he was a really cool sniper dude. Mm-hmm. I could never be a sniper. I I may be the quiet type. But I, I can't do guns. I can't be the type who goes through the lengths of Ogata, sitting there in the cold snow, literally freezing himself to death to take, like, the perfect aim. I could never do something like that. Right. So that's very cool of Ogata. And then I realized it's probably the beard. Really? <laughs> yeah. Guys, Kamui who have beards, you know. Yeah, but his is nice. It's classy. I don't know. I have a thing for men with stubbles, I think, so... That's probably very telling. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm like going through my head, okay? Because I'm like, Sugimoto doesn't have one. Sugimoto doesn't have one. Tanigaki. Tanigaki is too much of a dad. So okay. I don't, kind of like rules out of my book. Tsukishima is a very close. He's actually ranked on my husbando list with Ogata. Okay. But he's more of like my favorite character rather than a guilty pleasure character. Because right. Ogata is like, why would you love a creature like him? But I do anyway, so. Creature <laughs> Ouch. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. He's just very cool, very stoic, also kind of psychotic, but also kind of brilliant at the same time. So that's why I really like him, I guess. Yeah, like I was about stubble. to say, oh, okay, spoilers for people who are listening who have not seen the third season of Golden Kamui. Um, but how did you feel about him murdering his mom? <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like it really added to his character's backstory in the way that it was like, oh, this is why he's deranged. Golden Kamui, or Noda in particular, does a really good job at fleshing out character motives on their backstory. And then you kind of like start putting the pieces together and being and thinking to yourself, oh, this is why the motives work in this particular way. And it's not some weird shoehorn anime trope in like, oh, my parents died, boohoo, I'm on revenge kind of thing. Mm. No, Ogata goes to the extreme and... It's actually subtly hinted throughout the manga and the anime as well. There's an arc where it's the Borado arc in that is only released as a Blu-ray DVD episode, but is in it's a manga chapter in the story where he helps like a yakuza family trying to hide a pair of skins from Hijikata, and the yakuza family is like very convoluted in the way that they try to backstab each other to hide the skin, and at one point. One of the Yakuza members had to kill his mom, who was the main schemer of hiding the skin. And at one point, the Yakuza guy couldn't go through it. And then Ogata put a bullet through the mom's head and said, well, it's an it's a rite of passage for a child to kill their parents. And I was like, there is something very wrong about that sentence he said right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is something very wrong. <laughs> so the moment he said that, it's like this, it was, it, it happened before his backstory was revealed. So you get like, a sense of all these characters having a very oh. interesting yet warped personality, which oh, is why I really like Ogata. You don't notice it until you reread or rewatch some of the scenes. You go, ah, this is why he's f***ed up. <laughs> okay, actually, the placement of that makes a lot more sense because, yeah, because in a way, it's like I don't find it shocking that Ogata does, does this because I didn't watch the OVAs first. I watched the third season first, and so... Yeah, so that that does make it more impactful if it was yeah, that order. Yeah, and 
And of all the plot points that happen after season three, which is currently only covered in the manga, makes it even more apparent with a lot of the struggles that Ogata goes through. Um, and then he also, in what, season three, he has a lot of visions about the brother that he killed. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that becomes very telling of his character, how he like still struggles between being a psychotic killer and also having, I guess, a bit of regret that he doesn't know how to process or internalize. Yeah, the thing about Ogata that's interesting is he's, uh, in a weird way, he's not heartless. It's just he goes about it the wrong way, and he doesn't really quite yeah, get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause he the, absolutely goes around it the wrong way. Because it's like, even when he points at his mom, he didn't do that out of maliciousness, actually. His, his internal monologue reveals that he actually poisoned his mom hoping that his dad would come see her because she was always talking about him and like was convinced that he was going to come back for her so he was like well this is going to guarantee my dad to come back for her no matter what because she's dead you know so it's like it's it's a very twisted way that he showed affection for his mom he doesn't even seem to fully realize like how weird and not accurate Absolutely. it is yeah. so <laughs> yes yeah, so i don't know i just found it interesting and it kind of goes in the same veins as me having also a strong liking towards other psychotic characters like fukada in id invaded oh my gosh so that, that your second probably explains choice quite for... a bit. no actually I, I thought to myself i'm like these guys are way too similar in concept i can't i can't choose this as my second <laughs> option it, it. you know what because if he had said fukada i would have been like Yes, a clean sweep from Gracie. I should have gone to gambling. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> clean sweep. <laughs> okay. Well, now yes, I'm very predictable. Well, now that you told me that it's not Fukuda, I am really curious. Like, who is your second pick then? <laughs> okay. I was routing through any chart, and I'm like, all right, how am I not going to be predictable? Um, and the one person that I really would probably simp over a lot is Orga Itsuka from IBO. Oh, okay. I think there's something very charming and self-reassuring of his personality that I'm really attracted to. Plus, his aesthetic looks really nice, too. Okay, so... It's very like clean. His design. He looks Yeah, very... his character's design. Yeah. It's, like, rugged, but it's clean. It looks mm-hmm. really sharp. Okay, so I've mentioned this before because I haven't seen that anime. Isabel, have you seen that anime? I think you did, I... right? No, I actually have not. Either, okay, so. okay. Then it was... It's great. <laughs> Everyone should go watch IBO. Yes, I, I remember you talking about it during our uh, Twitter spaces that uh, you you had a really fun conversation with some of the fans who joined that day. But, okay, so you're going to have to give us more of a rundown on this character since both me and Isabel haven't seen the anime. You said that he's charming, but what is it about him that's, like, the guilty pleasure part? I don't know. I think it's just that he's so self-reassuring as a character that he holds... He has vision, like, big visions on how to execute things, and he executes them well, but he has full, complete trust in the other characters to carry it out. And I don't know, I just I just thought to myself, that's a very charismatic person. I would fall into the depths of hell and simp. <laughs> oh, I see. Like, you would be his fangirl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you technically are, except, like, real-life fangirl if he was yeah, yeah, alive, yeah, yeah. like, sort of thing. So I'm trying, <laughs> trying to put it into perspective correctly, so. Okay. I kind of okay. see him as, like, a charismatic, sounds like a charismatic leader and... 
I guess he leads maybe a military force in the anime series. Is that what it is? He has some subordinates yeah, under so, him. Yeah. So the the way that the story starts off is all of, most of the majority of the cast are these kind of slave laborers that live on. I think Mars, while the rest of the world lives in relative peace on Earth. Mars is kind of like a space colony, but it's a space colony in which it's used for mostly mining resources and whatnot. And a lot of these people that live on these planets are normally exploited by the home worlds. And Oraga and his buddy, uh, Mitsuka, um, uh, ends up teaming together and taking the band of children that were working with them on these colonized planets to lead a space revolution in essence so you could say like they're kind of like a military company which makes sense but on the other hand it doesn't feel like an actual military company compared to all of the other squadrons that you see in ibo i guess like i'm trying to wrap my head around so is the anime just the anime is focused on overthrowing a corrupt government that is using that is you know using people and exploiting people is that the general sort of synopsis Correct, yeah okay okay yeah. got it and sorry where does he fit into the story again he is the one that leads the company as kind of like their figurehead uh and is also the strategist of the group wait so is he the revolutionary leader or how do i yes okay yeah, we'll, we'll we'll put it at that. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> mainly because it's it's complicated the way how their kind of company works. Okay. <laughs> for as a leader revolution because they have a political figurehead which is the blonde girl that you see in IBO. He's more of like the right hand man kind of. Oh. In okay. orchestrating a lot of these plans and schemes of how they do things. Okay, I see, I see. I understand now. Okay, I'm starting to see how this fits into it. Okay, so what is your what is the moment in IBO if there is even a moment where you're like, I simp for this guy, I am a fangirl of this episode guy? Episode one. <laughs> Straight up episode one. Really? I, I saw his character design. The second he walks in, right? Yeah, the second he walks in, you're just like, that character design looks clean. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> And then the way that he talks and he delivers himself, you're just kind of sitting there. You go, yeah, I would follow you all the way to the depths of hell. And okay. I'm okay with this. <laughs> all right, who's the voice actor? <laughs> I don't know who the voice actor is. I do know that his English voice actor I recently discovered is Johnny Bosch. Oh. And he did, yeah. He's a very prominent voice actor. I figured, I found out that he also voiced Nero in DMC. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Um, right. But let me see... Uh, what else does he voice act, at least in the American community? Because I know like he's really prominent in like Power Rangers and stuff. Right. Which right. is a big throwback. Um Oh geez, we were me... that was so long ago, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's so long ago. Um Oh gosh. Oh, he's he's Ichigo's voice actor in Bleach. Oh! But he's also the voice actor for Lelouch in Kogios. Right, right, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that that that's it. Or Orca is great. Okay, so now I'm trying to find who the uh, the Japanese boy. Wait, did you hear? Did you hear it via English or Japanese? I heard it first through Japanese, and then while I was doing some more research, I heard a clip of Orga in English, and I said, "Man, sounds great." Because Orga in the series is in his late teens, 
leading this revolution. And so sometimes English voice acting gets a little bit wonky because some voice actors sound way too mature for their age. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, uh, well, Johnny Bush is really good at pulling off like the teen angst in his characters. Right. So it fit Orga very nicely that it still sounded like somebody who had control of the situation, but also like a teenager. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Also, Google uh, Google search spoiled the character for me. So. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Don't look up anything regarding. Uh, or yeah, don't look it up. Uh, I literally just typed his name, and Google search filled in the rest of the words, and I was like, "Wow, thanks Google for that." Uh, but yeah, thanks Google. It's a uh, Yoshi Yoshi Masa Hosoyo. Yep, Hosoya, Hosoya. Yep, yeah. it's Hosoya who has like a really deep sort of smooth voice it's yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) chocolate yes chocolate yes that's the exact way to put it so i see (laughs) there are other there are other characters that i would sim for just for the voice acting uh like the guy who plays kirie in fate Mm -hmm. that man has a very iconic voice that is smooth like dark chocolate but (laughs) you know who else (laughs) has a smooth like dark chocolate voice Fukuda from ID Invaders. <laughs> Why did you sell me out? Jeez, like that was that was the thing with Fukuda was um, he was going to be on my list, but then I ended up picking another one. <laughs> um, but Fukuda also like I remember when I was covering ID Invaded on our socials and on the Facebook post that was highlighting Fukuda or like the episode that where Fukuda was really present. I was like, if I was like, I know he's a psychotic killer who literally drills holes into people's heads, but his voice sounds like melted chocolate. What am I supposed to do with this? So, Same, Gracie. You understand my pain. <laughs> yeah, but hey, at least, uh, at least this guy is not a psychotic serial killer. No, no, Orga cares very deeply for his companions. Yeah, which is. Ironically, the stark opposite of Ogata, but you know. <laughs> uh, Agnes has variety in her choices. Ooh la la. <laughs> I don't know if it's variety or I'm just a simple woman. So. Ooh, all right. Well, that's another way to put it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so yes, I, I totally see why. He's definitely like the character that would stand out just design-wise, you know, especially when you see with all the other characters. Like, oh, yes, that character is hot <laughs> so absolutely I, yeah i totally get what you're saying by that but on, anyway since i already mentioned fukuda and the fact that it was on my like if we had three people or if we had time to talk about three people fukuda i would have talked more on per se but my first pick actually the one that like tortured me for years <laughs> on the fact that i love this character to this day is Makishima Shogo from Psychopath. Oh my god, of course you like a psychopath. Just like me. Oh no. <laughs> I I I still feel guilty for liking that character because that character is an actual psychopath to the T. He literally does not care about anyone. Everyone he looks at, he sees a usage for them. And for his own sort of goals and what he wants to do. His interest towards Kogami, I know some people shipped them, which was a little weird for me because I was like, Makashima's like interest in Kogami is chilling. It's not, it's not the type of like, like 
shonen rival sort of feeling that um that a lot of ships like that a lot of people ship it's just like Shogo's kind of sees himself in Kogami but Kogami is also so incredibly different from him that he can't help but be a little intrigued and maybe even also a little annoyed because he keeps getting in the way of things and so but he really doesn't see him outside of what Kogami can bring to his life you know because he's an actual psychopath and he kills people like no other and his in in the world of psychopaths he keeps getting zeros on the index because he legitimately feels nothing <laughs> when he when he like does these terrible things that a machine cannot even properly quantify him and put him into numbers which obviously the whole theme of the anime is saying is that's wrong but still it's really scary that that that's sort of like the position he is and it drives me nuts because I love him so much and I found him so attractive when I was watching the anime when I know I'm like if this guy is real I need to run the other way as fast as I can because my life is in actual danger if I ever meet up with this guy but he has Sakurai's voice and he's silver haired <laughs> and he likes the Coke Bucks so like what do you want from me? <laughs> like what is this anime now it still kind of drives me insane i don't know why they do this to me so that's like you know it's it's to pull in the thirst into the fangirls who watch a psychopath and keep them going and to watch the rest of the seasons which did not turn out to be that great but you know <laughs> but that's the problem that see that's the thing that drives me insane we're not supposed to simp for these psychopath characters like why are, why are we attracted to these characters why like i'm asking myself that because i i am one of them i i am that person that got drawn in so <laughs> uh. maybe it's because we have overwhelming feelings as people but these people don't so it's fascinating to watch them question mark i mean that is one i have read so being attracted to serial killers, I know this is such a weird topic to go into. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a guilt it's a guilty pleasure topic. So. And for the record, this does not mean that we will date or go after anybody with serial killer vibes. We will absolutely run the other way. Well, no, that's why I say I'm like if I see Makashima, like I'm gonna be running um away from him while at the same time admiring the fact that he looks hot because he is. And so yeah, I would suck Ogata in the face and run the other way, or at least try to put a bullet through his head like Sugimoto did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there is research done on like women being attracted to serial killers, and obviously, there's no definitive answer because what would life be if there was definitive answers to questions like why are women attracted to seri serial killers? <laughs> but uh, serial. Uh, uh, but anyway, so one of the hypotheses is that women are attracted to uh, these sort of characters slash like personas because they sort of build up this fantasies that they are the only ones who can reach this person. Uh, they are the only ones that can matter to a person that's psychotic and doesn't care about anyone else except their themselves, which I know is so incredibly dangerous. <laughs> and so this goes back to the whole conversation about women liking bad boys for that particular reason 
Right, but this is worse. This is far, far yeah, worse. Yeah, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> this does far more damage. Um, yeah, this is, like, embarrassingly worse. And so, like, that's, like, one reason which... I hope that's not the reason why I am attracted to Makishima and love him to death. Because if it is, I might as well just bury myself in a hole and live there for the rest of my life. <laughs> How embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just, I don't know. Makishima Shogo has, like, has haunted me since he existed. I keep hearing his voice because Sakurai did such a good Wait, job. Wait, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I, I swear I've had dreams of him, which I will not talk about. So, <laughs> but I've had, I think I've had dreams of him, and it's just every time he's on screen, I'm just like, ah, and then I'm just like, no, bad Gracie slaps myself. And so, <laughs> bad Gracie. Did you like him like in the first episode? I think the first episode is where he and Hogami has that face off, right? And you're, you're just kind of wondering oh, who yeah, these yeah, two yeah. characters are. But did you like him like eventually? Because, you know, we don't know what he's thinking until he he shows his thoughts and the fact that you know he has a zero zero. Yes. Um, so I I did like him initially, but not so intensely before like the reveal of who he is. I I liked him because of his character design. I am a sucker for silver haired <laughs> guys, like and so so that's the first thing that caught my eye. The second thing is I am a sucker for Sakurai's voice. Something about Sakurai's voice just. I'm not going to say it, actually. I I, just, I almost said my thought out loud, and that would have been embarrassing, and I would have never come back from it. So anyway, I just like Sakurai's voice. Let's just put it that way. And so so basically, having the two paired together, I was like, oh, yes, this guy is attractive. You know, that was all. But that was like my initial thought was just, oh, yes, this guy's attractive. But then all the reveals happen, and he like starts talking about his philosophy and like his full psychopathic tendencies is out on full display. And I'm just like, oh, yes. This guy is extremely wonderful. <laughs> so, even though he's not, he's absolutely not. Don't be like me. People listening, do not be like me. I am embarrassed for myself. So, so anywho, that's the basic gist of my first guilty pleasure character. See, Agnes, you're not the only one airing your skeletons. I'm airing out my skeletons too. So, <laughs> so that's my first pick. My second pick is actually a fairly recent character. Uh, did you two watch Jujutsu Kaisen at all? or? Yes, I did. Okay. I didn't, but shall we? But I vaguely know the characters by design. Should we start naming them and see which one? Oh my gosh, actually, yeah. So, what do you think? Who do you think is my pick for uh, for this by second guilty pleasure characters from Jujutsu Kaisen? If I only knew that you like silver haired characters, I would have said Gojo, but everyone sims, everyone and their mother sims for Gojo, so that's probably not the answer. That is correct. That is not the answer. So, who do you guys think? (laughs) Nice. Um,. Now this is becoming 20 questions. Male or female? Male. Male, okay. I have a guess, but okay. I can let Agnes guess first. No, no, go ahead, Isabel. We're to. taking turns. We're taking turns. Hold on, I'm looking up his name, though, because I don't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't find his name. I should know the name, but I don't. But it's 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 basically the one that they're um, the main character. That's in the main character's body, or is in the main character's body? Sukuna, yeah. yes, Sukuna, yes. Oh my God, Gracie, <laughs> yes. Another, another psychopath to add to the list. I just okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> okay. Jujutsu Suabe is just a very 
sexy voice. <laughs> and um, when Sukuna shows up and Itadori's body, and he just pushes his hair back and has just this utter and complete confidence in the way that he does not care about what anyone thinks. And he only wants to do what he wants to do. And the world is essentially his plaything. And he's just so chill and yet not chill about it. At the same time, there's something very delicious about it, okay? <laughs> so, Your voice sounds like it's quivering. Are you okay, Gracie? No, I'm not. I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I don't, I don't know why Sukuna is one of the most... I, okay, so first of all, I do feel better about the fact that I am not the only one who loves Sukuna. I can safely say in all the comment sections, regardless, if, regardless of sexuality, regardless of gender, people have said they really, really love Sukuna. And it's just something about that calm confidence where you are so reassured in your power that you just do not care what other people say or do or think, that is extraordinarily attractive and electrifying. And Junichi Suave just embodies that in his voice. And then Itadori's like whole body, like it's insane because which is also a uh, kudos to the art design, you know, to the character design as well, because character designs have to concentrate on stuff like body language. The way that you can actually put a copy of Sukuna over Itadori's picture, and it's the same body. It's the exact same face, the exact same hair, the same shoulders, the same legs, everything. The difference completely lies in the facial expression, which is a smirk in Sukuna's case, um, and the way they carry themselves. Itadori carries himself a little more lax, a little more sort of withdrawn you can tell that you know uh he's not i wouldn't say he's not self-confident but he does have some confidence things where he's a little unsure about himself and so he he kind of like he kind of shrinks in the fact that he's normal you know he's friendly he gets along with people and stuff like that and then sukuna appears and his shoulders like just like straighten and his eyes are just stare and he gets that smirk on his face and it just transforms the entire character despite the fact that they are the exact same body. It's absolutely insane and it enamors me in that case and it's also just extraordinary, extraordinarily attractive and I don't know why they do this. <laughs> so, um, so that's been a new one that I've sort of been agonizing over. I feel a little better about this than Makashima Shogo because Makashima Shogo is a human who is psychotic. And I do think that's a little scarier than a demon or a, you know, sort of supernatural being instead, because in a way you kind of expect this sort of not the same morality, like not the, not the same perspective when it comes to other creatures and other beings. So when Sukuna's like that, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it's not great, but it makes sense sort of thing. Makishima Shogo is actually a human. So that makes it a little scarier and a little more concerning on behalf of myself <laughs> in regards to my love for him. But 
Yeah, Sukuna is just such a star for me in Jujutsu Kaisen. I absolutely adore every single scene he shows up in. I, I like, I, I just, I, I want him to show up all the time. I get really excited when I see him. One of my favorite scenes is when he, um, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Mahito, I think is his name, but one of the other curses accidentally like uh touched his inner domain and stuff and Sukuna just sitting there all lax on his throne of bones within like within their mind slash soul and uh and just deals like this crushing blow on Mahito because he was like I told you like don't do this to me ever again and honestly, I just don't care about you or anyone else aside from Fushiguro because he has caught my interest. Literally, everyone else can just, you know, F off and do whatever they want. If you annoy me, I'm going to F and kill you. That's all there is to it. And it's just like that, like I said, that cool confidence is just so electrifying while he is also absolutely crazy. So I just, I love him. <laughs> And there's not much else to say about that matter. So I'm done embarrassing myself. But I do have to ask you, Isabel, um, since you did watch <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, what were your... Hey! <laughs> hey! I guess there's some interesting meme in our chat. Gracie yes. trying to explain why she sends X and Y. And Isabel and I, I was I, just listening. I will, say, I will send it into the Twitter when this podcast this is, is uh, live. This, this abrupt hate is because we because of agnes it's all agnes's fault so <laughs> but did you well, just type this while she was talking that's crazy yeah i did <laughs> i think it helped because i talk a lot and i ramble so but i was going to ask isabel like what did you feel about Sukuna? were you a normal person and was like he's weird and creepy or you know or I, i'm just trying to make myself feel better really so just <laughs> tell me if i'm oh, yeah. crazy or not so <laughs> yeah i don't think you're crazy at all i think the choices between at least in jujutsu kaisen i feel like it's between kojo or Sukuna, or both um but yes i am on that Sukuna train as well i do like his character and I do wait for every moment that he's going to appear, hopefully. Um, the only thing is, I, I do like Duda Ken a lot more, so obviously I like that other character, so I'm waiting for him to appear most of the time as well. So I think it oh. down to me for voice actors. Um, yeah, I just don't... Yeah, he's a little creepy for me. I do see it, though, but I don't know. I do like that full arrogant, arrogant vibe that he has. It reminds me of Gilgamesh from the Fate series. Ah. They just kind of sit on their throne. Gilgamesh is definitely more polished because he's wearing like all gold and stuff like that. Right, right. Gilgamesh is so polished, but he's been subjected to so many memes and internal like fate disgust over the years that I don't think he's as like grandiose as Sukuna, maybe. Right. And Sukuna's just like over he's so overpowered so I, th I can see how that's amazing right in a sense um so yeah i agree with you it's okay gracie it's <laughs> it's, i just hear the sympathy from isabel's voice <laughs> yeah i was like I don't, I don't know why i don't i don't feel better <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait so you said there's another character in jujutsu kaisen you're waiting for or Oh, I just like Nanami a lot more. I think that's what it is. Oh, is it yeah. because it's Suda okay, Saw? 
Oh, yes. It's one, yes, it's because of him. Two, also, Sukuna just shows up. I feel like he's always like half naked when he shows up, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he keeps. Okay, Sukuna has this thing where he keeps ripping Ita, Itadori's or Yuji's shirt. Oh, yeah. It's a whole joke online where people are like, Yuji's probably like, please stop ripping my shirts. Like, it costs money. It's <laughs> I find that so silly because, yeah, he's just ripping his shirt off, and I'm like, Sukuna, is it hot? Like, are you burning <laughs> up? Are you okay? He's the hot one. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, I regret saying that. Gracie, you just outed yourself right there. <laughs> I regret so much regrets. Um, so uh, the first time he, okay, like the first time he ripped off his shirt was actually understandable. I think that was the only time where people didn't make a joke out of it because he just got resurrected, essentially. So he's a little out of it, to say the least. And so he was uh, like, I don't know if being resurrected means he can rip someone's shirt out. Well, no, we no, have no. A ton it's of more anime like, characters say it. It's more like he was so like freaking out about it in like the most psychotic way possible. Like he was like pulling at um he was pulling out his own face and he was like pulling like pulling out his hair and basically pulling mm -hmm. out everything so that was like the one time where when he ripped the shirt people were like okay like he's he's kind of having a freak out right now like a pure ec uh, ecstasy <laughs> because he never expected to get resurrected this way and so I, I think people didn't care about that. But then after that, it just became a right running gag whenever he, like, shows up. He, like, pulls out of, he, like, pulls off, uh, uh, rips Itadori's shirt. It, it's even funnier because there's actually a gif of him where he, like, very dramatically in a performance-like way, like, rips off the shirt. And he did it to essentially tear out Yuji's heart and to taunt about the fact that he can tear out Yuji's heart to Megumi uh, Fushiguro. But since now that he's like clearly shown an interest in Fushiguro in a very concerning way, to say the least, it's become a running joke where it's like he's trying to show off his body to Fushiguro instead. Oh. <laughs> and so, uh, but that's, that's a whole other topic on its own thing. So, uh, yeah. Okay, anyway, those are my two guilty pleasure characters. Well, neither of them are better than the other one, though I do say, ironically, even though the two of them are psychotic, their personalities are very, very different. Makishima is much more calm, analytical. He doesn't really react. Like, he never really raises his voice or anything. Even when he's fighting, he doesn't really raise his voice. His, his like, tone is always very consistent and almost neutral, which is what makes him so, uh, which makes him, which is what makes him sound so dangerous in the first place. But Sukuna, on the other hand, is extraordinarily expressive. And his tone is all over the place, like his arrogance, his cockiness, um, he shouts, he screams, and then he gets very calm, and he laughs, and he, like, uh, Junji Suave has an amazing laugh, and so he laughs, so it's, like, it's funny because they're both psychopaths, but they're very, very different psychopaths. Okay, that's enough for me. I'm done analyzing psychopaths. I'm handing the baton to Isabel because I'm done embarrassing myself, so go, Isabel! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, your you, secrets, you. Isabel. Okay, well, the first one I have is uh, Akane Shinjo from SSSS Gridman. And the reason why I like her, well, when I first started liking her, she's basically the antagonist of the show that is creating kaiju that's fighting against Gridman. And I actually identify with her a lot 
which really oh okay oh okay so we have an actual psychopath in the midst okay, okay. okay. <laughs> this is so exciting keep talking keep talking <laughs> when i when i saw her real life self really just like she had like when she's trying to make these kaiju in her little room uh, and like the fact that her room is just has like trash bags around her she's sitting at the computer staring and just trying to figure out things i was like oh this character is kind of cool i kind of like her this is the setup that i, de- I necessarily don't want to live in but i probably would live in and the the fact that when she goes to school and somebody does something to her for example like someone knocks um the lunch that she was going to eat it was on accident right and she shouldn't have thought about it but the whole world kind of stops because Ingrid Men's basically kind of her world and how, how she creates the people in it but then what the people do is out of her control right so she's trying to make friends but then some people in her classroom you know just do something that she doesn't like and like at the drop of a pen she kind of gets mad at them and she decides that day usually that she's going to kill them and, she, and th- <gasps> that person disappears oh my god <laughs> I told you it was a psychopath <laughs> So you would do that if someone knocks your lunch down <laughs> on accident. I wouldn't, but I kind of remind me to never pick a fight with Isabel when we <laughs> see each other again. No, you'll be fine. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so reassuring. I know you, you. You're so confident about this, Isabel. <laughs> yeah, but I can't say like some people have those thoughts, right? Like when somebody does something to you and you just get angry at them for no reason, maybe, or you're just annoyed. I do admit uh, Akane does take it a little too far because it, sometimes it's on accident, but to her, it's not an accident, and that person deserves to disappear. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how old is she since you said she's going to school? Yeah, I. <laughs> Looking up her birthday, it says January 2nd, 2003. So, I mean, they're all in high school, I want to say. So okay, so she's a teenager. Got it. She's a teenager, basically. Um, and the main characters are also friends with each other, but they're not really friends with Akane, but Akane tries to become friends with them, and what she really wants is basically friends that kind of appreciate her or want her around, and to some extent they do, they become friends with her, but when they realize what she's, what she's doing, she's manipulating people a little bit, and she, even though she acts really nice, she's not that nice, right, on the inside. And when her true colors start to show, you know, these friends realize, you know, this is this is not okay. And it takes a while for Okane to actually accept that. But throughout the series, she does realize that, so I appreciate that as well. I feel like she has a lot of character growth compared to the main characters in the series. And so that's why I like her that much, um, because she just has that growth that you don't really see in other series, maybe. Usually the antagonist has to die or they have to disappear, but in this sense, her friends are kind of helping her develop, and she's also taking it on herself to develop as well. Okay, interesting. That's very redeemable. Mm-hmm. That's very nice uh, spin on the antagonist. Especially for one that can just make people disappear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole thing in the world is that the whole world's made up as well. So technically, there are no real-life consequences, even though they feel very real. Look at Isabel rationalizing dubious. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that charming, Gracie? Maybe. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Goodbye. I'm leaving this podcast. No, come back. 
<laughs> no, you shall fall on your own misery. you back from France and now you're leaving us again? <laughs> yes, I'm leaving you in the company of a serial killer. <laughs> Actually, you know what this reminds me of? Do you, uh, Agnes, do you remember how Isabel picked Nana for, like, badass uh, female protagonist? Yes! I was about, I was, like, just thinking about, I'm like, who's that one chick, that one chick who's got pink hair, really cute eyes, and body, and she's just like, I'm gonna be your best friend, and literally pushes him off a cliff, and I was like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) So, so I feel like they're kind of similar to each other do you want to comment on that isabel <laughs> actually yeah when you brought up nana at first i was like what which nana i don't remember nana being like that and then i realized wait a second yes that <laughs> talentless nana mm-hmm. uh, yep yeah they are quite similar and i do like her character for some reason i was okay with nana as a badass <laughs> character i'm surprised you guys even remember that because i don't <laughs> <laughs> context clues <laughs> okay so I, I've got to ask now, since, you know, now you've explained the character and, like, her arc and, like, what she's capable of doing, what is it about her that is so enamoring for you? Is it really just because you relate to her, or is there, like, other stuff involved as well? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, half of this because I relate to her and, like, her emotional outbursts when something goes wrong. Like, the fact that she does little things like kick her little... Uh, like figurine around that's supposed to be a kaiju Mm -hmm. or whenever she's you know she's like upset that something doesn't go right i feel like that's me on the inside all the time sometimes so i guess so i guess it's that i identify with some of her tendencies (laughs) (laughs) okay i have to brag right now am i right or am i right when i said in our one of our older episodes a while while back that isabel is haru because she has a white haru side and a black haru side (laughs) Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but Isabel would not act on it, or at least I'm and I'm not aware of that. Would you act on it? <laughs> I wouldn't act on it. I probably wouldn't act on it. That's what usually happens. So I would like to live in my imaginary world. Like yeah, so it's like in your head, like okay. all these mm-hmm. bursts, outbursts, are happening, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I see. All right. Well, that was a shock, if nothing else. <laughs> two of us <laughs> everything just comes together <laughs> i just I, I i think like that those type of characters i totally get you know liking stuff like that but what i was not expecting coming out of isabel's mouth was the, was the fact that she relates to them. <laughs> 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 that was the part that got me more than anything all right so that's your first pick who is your second guilty pleasure character all right the second one i do not relate to i just like his style and I shouldn't okay. like him anyway, but it is Adam from Skate. Oh, oh. yeah, I can see okay, it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We clearly both know. So continue. Uh. I just, I just like his design. He's just so crazy. Like I also find him really funny because when he does, when he goes to the S or the skateboarding thing for everyone, and he dresses up crazily, he's like in bright red. And his skateboard is bright red. Everything is so bright and he's so, uh, what do you call it, emotional and ecstatic about everybody. I just find that really funny. And I know he's also a little creepy. I actually rewatched some stuff. <laughs> yeah, a little creepy. And, <laughs> a little creepy. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember Adam being this creepy, but I'm just going to let it pass for now because his character's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's like every fangirl when when they when they drive into like a a very dubious visual novel and you have that one character that like kind of abuses you or but kind of loves you at the same time is kind of sadistic and they're like ah yes treat me better daddy and you're like "Uh uh-huh oh geez oh geez this is that is definitely a topic we need to cover in our (laughs) old Gosh. Okay. Well, I was not expecting you to say Adam. Is it because? Wait, so is it? Be, his style is very particular, and it is really entertaining. Is it really just like the entertainment is the thing that gets to you about Adam? Yeah, the entertainment gets to me, and the fact that he kind of lives two double lives. So when he's doing his skateboarding thing on S, he's kind of like a crazy character. Right, but right, right. on the outside, when he's with his mom and stuff like that, or his day job, really, he's like a politician. He's like a refined gentleman, or he acts like that in a way, right? And he just lets everything out when he goes to skateboard. So I find that very fun because there's like two sides to this character. I've kind of noticed another theme. Isabel tends to like characters that are double-sided. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, two different personalities. Oh man, she likes she likes the split. She likes the split personalities. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Oh, that's another dangerous topic, right? There. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find other characters, but Adam stood out to me. And I don't know his his names for his skateboard moves are hilarious too. Like Love Hug, it's so like he's like the ambassador of love, but no one, no one, no one on the skateboarding rink or in the race are like, yeah, sure, I would I would love to do that too, Adam. No. Um, but they just kind of accept it. No one really calls him out for it, so I find it really funny. <laughs> so this is probably going to open a can of worms, but what does that what does this say about humans as a whole when we forgive like characters that have problematic elements just because we find them entertaining, you know? <laughs> I don't know. They are there for entertainment in the first place, but I also think they act as, you know, their their actions are something that we don't really do in real life. Like, I wouldn't act that way, but maybe you imagine that you could act that way, or you wish you could see someone act that way in oh. real life. Oh. That's a good point, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. Any thoughts on that, Agnes? No, 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 that's a fantastic point, because... We're looking at a bunch of characters that are willing to go against the norm and do things that we typically wouldn't do, like killing people, being psychotic, <laughs> or having like... <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> it's okay. I'm also laughing at myself too, because I will I will probably meme myself by the end of this video <laughs> for my own character taste. Um, but yeah, like we admire certain qualities and traits that we wish that we could have had, but we can't really muster ourselves to doing it. Like I'm looking at, at least in my case, like Ogata and Oruga. Like Ogata has like cool, crisp demeanor and does things without caring for people. Like I wish I was some somewhat like ruthless like that, mm. because sometimes I feel a little bit too deeply for people and will like not act on it, even though it's like the blunt truth. Um, for Orga, he also has like that cool charisma that I could never do because I'm an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> my introversion stops me. <laughs> my my introversion halts me. You know, it's difficult to pick up the phone. Okay, I don't like talking to people on the oh, phone. Jeez, we are ordering so, things on the phone. We are so different. You know, as a kid, I used to fight for the phone. Like I wanted to be the one to pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, I would have just let you do that because I'm absolutely afraid of talking on the phone, even. 
asking for takeout. Like, I will fumble on the phone asking for takeout. I'd rather just do an online order. Oh, like, I totally get wanting to just do an online order because, I mean, it's just a lot more efficient. It's a lot easier. But, yeah, for me as a kid, I love picking up the phone. I just, I love picking it up and saying hello and getting to hear, like, the other person say what they want to say. And, like, whether it's usually my mom or my dad that they're looking for or otherwise. But... I got, like, it became such a big ordeal for, like, me to pick up the phone because every single time the phone rings, I would be running from wherever room I was in my house going, me, 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 I'll pick up the phone sort of thing that my dad kind of got used to the fact that I would always pick up the phone. So one time he... Uh, the phone rang. I was in the restroom, so I obviously couldn't get it. And he just let the phone ring until, <laughs> until it ended <laughs> because he got so used to like, and he kept calling for me. He was like, Gracie, you know, pick up the phone. And he kept wondering, like, you know, where did she go? And then I came out of the restroom and he was like, why did you pick up the phone? And I was like, I was in the restroom. And he was like, oh, and I was like, why did you pick up the phone? The phone was right behind you. And he was like, eh, like, you know, at this point, <laughs> part of like his lifestyle for me to pick up the phone that he doesn't even bother reaching for the phone right behind him (laughs) so um anyway off topic but I I totally agree with what you're saying because the whole appeal of Sukuna for sure is once again that utter confidence where he just does not care about what anyone else thinks and what anyone else feels and everything is just about like you know what he specifically wants and he's just so reassured about that matter. Like he calls himself the king of curses and is just so confident in that fact that he is a king of curses, despite the fact that he's not at his full power. He is actually not the most powerful curse right now because he doesn't have all the fingers and stuff, but it doesn't matter because he knows his worth is going to be that much. And I don't think anyone can ever say they are so confident that they're able to just not care about what, anyone else thinks and what anyone else wants and so that and I but I think it that is a type of confidence a lot of people want to have and a lot of people reach for so I totally see what you're saying about you know you know seeing these guilty pleasure characters and mainly seeing something that we can't really have in real life or maybe is not even completely possible to have in real life but uh, to see these characters being able to embody it you're just sort of like pulled towards them for that matter because yeah Mm -hmm. Adam Adam is entertaining in a way that would not be acceptable. <laughs> in our, no, in like no absolutely not. But the way he touches people oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no, that's a no yeah, go. Yeah, no go, no go, no go. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. Well, that makes sense in that case. I have. Did you watch the English dub, or did you hear uh, Adam's English dub voice, Isabel? <laughs> I did. His English stuff is so different. It's just so, like, sensual in a sense, or, like, it's just super creepy, eerie compared to the Japanese. I still, it's like a different version of Avanon, I feel like, but it it kind of still fits him. Okay, I was gonna ask, like, which one do you prefer? Because they are quite different. <laughs> I think they were kind of, for Funimation, they were probably leaning into the more sexual predatorial vibes, mm-hmm. versus in the Japanese dub, they were probably leaning towards the more flamboyant yeah, flamboyant. That's a good Part one. Part Adam. Yeah. yeah, I like just yeah. So I do like the Japanese Japanese dub more because there's still I feel like for his voice actor he still has that kind of goofy tone when he speaks, mm. so it makes hit the his scenes uh, more funnier. I feel like 
if I was watching an English dub, I would I would have a different feeling from that. <laughs> it would be too much. Is touching feelingness too, too much? <laughs> yeah, or I would probably be sitting there like, why am I weirdly attracted to this? And then oh, is this okay? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it still would be guilty pleasure, but a different kind now. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I I mean that is what the dub compilation was filled with comments on on YouTube. It was filled with comments of being like, "Why am I attracted to this? I should not be attracted to this." Mm -hmm. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, that is a great sum up of all our guilty pleasure characters. Look, we all have characters we know we shouldn't like, and yet here we are liking them, simping them being absolute losers about them <laughs> so the secret <laughs> of it all is that we're all kind of sad and that is the general thesis we're all kind of sad <laughs> um <laughs> agnes stop making memes we're recording right now <laughs> Uh, but yes, the general consensus is that we all have parts of ourselves that are all kind of sad aka pathetic okay Moving on, we were able to get the next part of your story last time because Jack has informed us France has called you back randomly for some reason, but, you know, you are back now. So um, I want to continue about your, you know, your adventures in France because the last time we left off, the uh, there was a very mysterious, scary cat and you just like ran away because it seemed like the cat was stalking you for some reason. So what happened after that? <laughs> Yeah, so, oh god, it was kind of wild, because it was like the dead of night, right, while I was putting out the trash, and I saw, like, the black cat, and it was staring at me, and then, all of a sudden, it, like, disappeared, like, it stared at me for a little while while I was at the restaurant, and then it just, you know, went off to do its own thing, like an alley stray cat, and I thought to myself, oh, that was a weird sensation, I've never come across a black cat that crosses me three times, I wonder if something's gonna happen to me, I hope not, so I went upstairs, Praying to God that nothing would happen because I'm I'm just kind of spooked by this. I go to bed, and then the moment I wake up, I'm in a different place. Where? Like, it, it, it doesn't... I don't know. It was weird. So I woke up. I was on a metal, like, a metal frame bed. And the room did not look like, you know, some dingy apartment in Paris. Rather, it... It felt very breezy. And so when I opened the room, I saw that I was in some kind of village that had these beautiful red rock outcroppings. And I was like, okay, where the, where the hell am I? I'm probably not dreaming, right? And I went downstairs and it's kind of a culture shock because everyone there speaks French. And I'm like, okay, sh- I'm not, I'm not in Paris anymore where like some locals can speak English here. I'm like completely stranded in this place that has like, beautiful red rocks but in a very quaint village but nobody speaks english luckily there was a bread and breakfast next door and this couple comes out and and apparently they're english like they're from an english-speaking country and they managed to tell me that somehow i've ended up in a village called roussillon that's very prominent for its um it's like red rock outcroppings and it was kind of a surreal experience for me and i thought Wow, what, how did I end up here? And I ended up pinching my cheeks to try to like wake myself up because I'm like, I, this has got to be a dream. This is not a, a freaking isekai out of nowhere, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I simply just woke up and then I was back home, I guess. It was weird. I didn't understand what was happening. Huh. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> it sounds surreal to me. 
Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really surreal, especially with the the black cat part. Well, okay, so so it was a dream, or I guess I guess we don't know. Um, <laughs> or I mean, yeah, you should know. So was it a dream or not? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you'll have to wait and find out because oh, we're out of time now. <laughs> jeez, you're right. We are out of time again. Okay, did it. All right. Well, then I guess we will find out on what the rest of the story is on whether it was a dream or not next time. Uh, so thank you all for joining us today. I hope you guys had fun listening to us air our you know guilty pleasures about anime characters as well as continue with Agnes's adventures in France. So I hope I will see you guys all next time. Bye everyone. Bye bye.